we are live. This is Life as We Know It podcast with myself, Jacob Ham, and coming in also Patrick Solomon. How you been doing, man? <laughs> doing all right, man. It's good to be back on the ropes over here with you, recording. Yeah, if people don't know, me and Pat are roommates, but for work, I'm gone during the week, so this is today's Friday, we're recording it, and now now I see you for the first time. Right, we weren't allowed to talk up to this point about really anything that's went over the past uh, few days since we've been apart uh, to give us an opportunity to share our experiences with you guys before we shared them with each other yeah. uh, personally. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know about you, but, uh, I had a, a story this week though that kind of intrigued me. I was, went to Subway of all places. It's kind of a place I like. And a girl that was making my sandwich, uh, let me paint a picture for you real quick. Short hair, you know, okay. she was actually really cute and she was smiling she was happy and everything. And then, um, I noticed when she was putting on my cheese. Uh, her left arm had cuts all over it. Oh, okay. I wasn't seeing uh, the story go that way, but yeah. all right, continue. So please. I'm talking like railroad tracks from starting all the way from where her sleeve of her subway shirt and then all the way down to where her knuckles started on on her forearm and on top. So it was like probably over 100 cuts. Did you give her the old... Uh Rhythm of rhyme across the river and not down the tracks. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't. But what what was weird was it is like you could see where the cuts were old, and you could see where some were like maybe a week old, and then some that were fresh. You could see like you know, mm-hmm. some had scabs. Some maybe she did maybe last week. So she's definitely still cutting, and it was obviously strange to me because of her personality being so bubbly and happy i was like wow this girl who to me seems like nothing's wrong with her her life seems like she has it in order she seems happy is so upset that she wants to inflict physical harm upon herself and as i was reflecting on it i'm like man how many times am i walking down the street and then i look at someone or if i'm talking to anybody like you never know 100% what's going on in their life. They could be facing something that's incredibly detrimental to their health and you have no fucking clue. Dude, and that's the truth. <laughs> People are good at hiding it. Yeah. Me personally, uh, if something's bothering me, uh, I don't like letting people know something's bothering me, so I'll basically put that persona on. Yeah. Um, but, you know, the old saying, you don't know what happens behind closed doors, you know? Yeah. Um, and it's a shame you know, it's not just that uh, with self-inflicting. You know, there's a big uh, epidemic of uh, heroin, uh, meth, uh, any sort of addiction um, can detrimentally affect someone. And, it, you know, a lot of things happen, like I said, behind closed doors or in homes. Um, because if that was something that was going on with you or let me speak about myself personally, yeah. I wouldn't want to be open about it um if i was in her situation to be honest i probably would be wearing sleeves yeah um but at the same time i imagine the exact opposite too someone that comes across like they're a piece of shit or always upset or depressed might be the happiest dude ever 
you know? Yeah, no, absolutely. That, uh, that kind of ties into something that, uh, you know, one of the topics I wanted to go over was uh, judging a book by its cover. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I think we're so, we're, so, we're so quick to judge somebody just off of how they looked. You'll be more open to talk to somebody that's more attractive than somebody uh, that looks like they haven't showered in a yeah. few days. Now, do you think that's an up-and-coming thing in our generation more so than what it was in the generations in the past? Um, it's hard to say. I think now it's more widespread. I think before in the past it was more categorized, uh, like black and white, uh, sort of idea. Now I think just naturally because we live in such a diverse community that people, uh, you know, if you see somebody, let's say, walking down the road that is missing one of their legs, um, you you want to empathize for that person, but your instant thought may be, well, that person's life sucks. They only have one leg. Like you, you almost feel bad for them in a way. But that may be the happiest person. Yeah. That you, you never, you know. Yeah, I think. Um, you're right in some ways, but it, uh, I think humans in nature, I don't necessarily know if I do believe humans are more judgmental now than they are in the past. Cause I, I still picture, I mean, people have been judgmental since the beginning of time. That's just one of the things that people, humans do is just constantly compare themselves. I, but at the same time, you know, you look at social media where you're constantly flung all this information from other people's lives that they are trying to portray that they have the best life constantly, you know, with Snapchat, Instagram, Facebook. Now all three of those have these story platforms where you're just constantly uploading what's going on in your life, mainly for the only reason of just self-recognition and glorification of whatever you're doing that day. That might be a good reason for judgment um, on people. No, 100%. You know? 100%. Because how many times? And I'm guilty. Of it. How, I'm how many guilty times of it. have you seen somebody on social media um, that looks extremely happy on there? They're doing this, they're doing that, and then ultimately they're sad. Or there's other people. See, the social media is such a wide topic to talk about because then you have girls, for instance, that uh, if they're heavy set, you could take a certain picture, a certain angle, a certain way mm-hmm. to make yourself look smaller. Um, so it gave me maybe give him that sense of acceptance behind the screen, but then all of a sudden you're in person with them uh, and they become very uh, self-conscious. But I yeah. think social media is a big contributor to yeah. that. It's given people a false sense of security or a false sense of insecurity, depending how you look at mm-hmm. it. It's kind of strange how humans constant. <laughs> I, I guess I'll join you. Ooh, crisp. Um, it's funny how humans are, you know, I'm part of this group, uh, constantly sizing up with the other person. And I guess you can look at it with nature too, just, you know, with wolves. It's like, you know, the alpha mentality, you know, if there another wolf comes into the pack, I'm not a fucking expert on this, but you know what I mean? Like animals are constantly sizing each other up to see who's the alpha dog. And I think uh, with humans, it's very similar. Um, but we just do it on a way different level. No, 100%. And that's one of the things I have written down is how as a society can we get past this? Or can we even get past this? Um, you know, eventually as time goes on, something's going to fill that social media void. 
just like there has been in the past. I can't think of uh, examples completely off my head, but there's been uh, people, let's say, like, uh, in the... Well, let's not... Before, I know we're talking uh, social media and everything. I don't. I just want to make sure that we stay yeah. on the same topic. So, uh-huh. you know, what? from what I'm getting from you, what is the solution towards, you know, our core talk right now is would be, I guess, you know, judging the book by the cover. Uh-huh. Do I think as humans we'll overcome, uh, overcome that and reach a sense of uh, enlightenment? Hmm. What do you think? No. No? And I'm not saying that's such a bad thing. I think a lot of it's human nature, I think. But with technology, it's exposed a lot more. It's a lot more at our the average Joe's disposal. Yeah. Um, to basically create the cover that everybody else sees. Yeah. Um, before in the past... But not what everybody else feels, too. Right. That's the interesting thing. Right, right, right. And before in the past... Uh, there was none of that. It was only face to face. You know, you could, if you're meeting somebody, you know, uh, if you're meeting somebody for the first time or whatever the case may be, mm-hmm. uh, now you can kind of, if you see their Facebook or whatever, uh, Twitter, or what you see kind of what they're about. Yeah, people are picking up girls with the line of, hey, do you have an Instagram or hey, do you have a Snapchat? That's some people's go to. Well, the games change, but I, yeah. but you know, and I, I mentioned I was on a date the other night, and I mentioned this, um, with that. There's only so much that you can expose of yourself before somebody you meet somebody in person. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you mean by that? Well, so we're sitting here, we're talking. Yeah. You have developed a sense of you know how I am you know how I'm gonna act do this do that yeah cause we can know each other right we right history. now okay for instance this the person that I've never met comes over I'm sorry everybody for the computer noises a person that I met comes over and they uh you tell me about them and I go to their Instagram before they come over yeah or their Facebook and I look at them uh, mm-hmm. And I basically formulate an opinion upon that. Maybe good, it may be bad, but that's just second. Do you think um, I'm kind of going off? But like, I wonder if it's the dishwasher. Um, does that take the fun out of it? Does that take the fun out of it? Yeah, because I I, I I do the same thing. It's like, oh, you should meet my friend, or I have this uh, girl coming over. I'm like, okay, what does she look like? What does she do? Let me see her Instagram. Let me see her Facebook. And you try to figure out as many things as you can about this person. Uh, maybe not to that degree, but, you know, there's... The good old face. Everybody group. is a low-key stalker creeper uh-huh. when they're about to meet someone new. Right. I think, t- for the most part, uh, especially in our generation, um, and I wonder... Are we missing out on that? Are we missing out on the exposure of our getting to know someone genuine? Well, I'll tell you genuinely, what. Genuinely? Genuinely? <laughs> Any relationships that I've been in haven't been through social media. Now, don't, I'm not saying I've met bad people through social media. Yeah. It's just... I'm going to hold that against you, to be 100% honest, as a person. And I'm not saying I'm any better because I'm doing it too. You're holding it against 
the person on social media, or what do you mean? You're holding well, it. I'm holding the situation against. I, I, I refuse to think I'm going to find the girl I'm going to marry by swiping right or left. Yeah. Uh, I, I think more so, uh, like when I met Melanie, for instance, it was at a bar. You know, may not much be better, or it may not be that much better, but I went out of my way to pursue... Uh, you know, breaking the ice, and I think that's the biggest thing that people don't yeah. do anymore is is know how to break the ice with somebody when they and first meet them. You also have oh, we're getting off subject, but I want to finish on the like mm-hmm. don't want to lose my train of thought. But um, you go in blinded, you don't have a sense of false hope. You know, when you see a girl on Instagram and you like, you know try to figure out her lifestyle, you already built up her personality in your head, so. You know, it could either go a good way once you finally meet her, where you can, uh, like, the lifestyle that she's portraying fits to the personality, or you could meet her and it's like, holy crap, based off your Instagram and Facebook, you look like the the coolest, you know, you're the bee's knees. But then we start talking, I'm like, holy shit, you're just a sack of skin, a, a bag of bricks, you know? Yeah. And there's that false self. But when you go in blindly, you have no clue. Obviously, you can still be a bag of bricks when you go in blindly, but you know, uh, I definitely some excitement is lost, or maybe more sadness is. I mean, the th- the thing is though, <laughs> being year two thousand seventeen, with the internet and technology being how it is, you can find anything. Now we're just talking about people. We're talking about you can find a date. Yeah. Um, but you can find anything you want online. Anything. Anything that you want. Anything. Yeah. At your disposal. We're at a beautiful time in the age where all humanity's information. I, I is think there. I think a big thing is that uh, and it's gonna sound weird to think about, but I think technology is taking advantage of people more so than people are taking advantage of technology. I agree. I could agree to that because I hate when people blame technology for, you know, for laziness or something, but really the, the tool of technology, the amount of things that you can gain is limitless from what's out there already. You can constantly be learning something new every day, every day. What did I learned today? I learned today that <laughs> when you're naming a puppy, you should use letters and, and sounds that are not, you know, uh, related to the ambient noises. So uh-huh. AEs, like vowels, certain types of vowels that are very common in the English language, you shouldn't be using for your puppy's name because it's hard for them to recognize. Found that on the internet. I just ran across it. Back in the day, I'd have to go to, if I didn't have the book on it, where am I going to go? I have to go to the library and figure it out. Right. Or you would have just never knew it unless somebody told you. Exactly. Yeah. And at that point, how are you going to fact check it? Nah, exactly, because somebody else isn't going to go out of their way to go get the same book yeah, you as just, you and you look just it believe up. it. So right. it's a, a beautiful time we live on. But don't believe everything you see on the internet too. I think that's a big thing people especially get nowadays. Yeah, you, you, it, that's a big divide. It creates such a big divide. It uh, especially, I mean, I don't want to get into talking politics on here or anything. Yeah, because I don't know enough about it. No, too. no I don't either. But uh, leading up to the election. I feel like nobody knew anything. Yeah, <laughs> and then all of a sudden, like, Trump did this bad. Clinton did this bad. Like, back and forth. And it was just kind of like, well. Yeah. No one knew every, anything, but everybody 
that thought they knew something thought they knew everything, uh-huh. and then apparently not. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just I I don't even bother putting my foot in those waters because and um and this could all still ties to with technology, social media, all this dating things that were uh, thrown that's being thrown at us. It still comes back to you know the judgment of humans, right? So we still get faced with all this information and we're constantly having to judge um, when you get showed all this stuff. Then when you meet someone in person, I think people's judgments might have changed. This is just coming to me right now. I'm still thinking. Um, so like if I'm judging someone based off the Instagram, I make these quick conclusions and assumptions. I think it could be habitual when you're meeting someone in person. You can hold it against them in a way. Or, or in a positive No, way. no, I mean, like, um, I think if I never was exposed to Facebook, Instagram, and all this bullshit, and I met someone, I wouldn't judge them as quickly. I would still, you know, judge, because people are constantly making judgments based off, you know, actions and reactions. But I think with all the habits that I've uh, made with Instagram and Facebook, that I'm probably more so likely to judge and make assumptions of that person because of the what I've done with, you know, how I judge people. On, That's online. interesting you say that though because I feel like especially over the past year I've kind of wanted to, uh, I guess, be mysterious in a way. Yeah. Kind of. I moved towns when I was back home in New Jersey. Uh, by the way, I just moved to Phoenix out here. Uh, about a week ago Um, but when I was back home in New Jersey I really kind of stopped posting things Uh, it feels kind of good it it does I mean I'm not saying I don't scroll or sit there and look at other Uh, stuff but it's kind of good to be like nobody can go to my page and be like oh that's what this kid's been up to every single Uh day like no you you would not be able to know Mm -hmm. I posted that I was moving out to Arizona it was like shit why is this guy moving to Arizona? From Arizona, it's from New Jersey. Right. Yeah. So, a, a big gap. Right. Um, holy shit, I just lost my train of thought. Uh, I could totally relate because I, I don't like posting things constantly. And I, you know, the term basic, I hate feeling that way. It just makes me feel shallow and fake. But at the same time, you know, we talk about the tools of technology and how beautiful it is to live in this day of age where there's so much information that you can just constantly get whenever you want, just with your thumbs, you can get all the knowledge possible. So when I look at these platforms of social media, part of me is like, I hate to be the basic bitch that just posts random shit about food and giving constant life updates, just to try to impress everybody to get self recognition. But at the same time, I look at these platforms and I'm like, people are making some serious money doing being an Instagram model. You know, be, just becoming a social public figure on a social media platform could be huge success. And a lot of people utilize these platforms as a means to grow their brand and brand is their self-image. And it's a very useful tactic. You know, personal trainers... You can build your clientele from Instagram, mm-hmm. 100%. Now, if I start posting things like a personal trainer, guys are going to probably, I'm going to get judged. I'm going to get judged like I'm a shallow asshole. 
Unless you reach that level of you're like, oh, he is right, legitimate. Right. But it's all just based off social media. Right. But it's you know some what? dude posting pictures. But so, but listen, you as know? a guy, as this ties into what we said earlier about the wolf pack, the alpha male mentality, you work out, I work out, and Joe Schmo down the street works out. Oh, motherfucking Joe Schmo. Joe fucking Schmo <laughs> works down Joe the street, Schmo. and he, and he is getting it. He's getting it at the gym, uh-huh. and he's posting these videos. And you and I are fully capable of doing what he's doing. Yes. So, so what are we gonna do? We're we gonna talk shit. We're, we're gonna downgrade. Him. <laughs> yeah, we're yeah. Gonna, like yeah, this guy ain't shit. But we're but we're sitting here. What are we doing? Yeah. Who, who who are we helping? Yeah. You know, we help ourselves, of course. And I've honestly, I've been trying to make a a self. You know, I've been. What am I trying to say? I've been trying to make sure I don't jump to conclusions on people's posts and what people say and instantly try to belittle them and what they're trying to accomplish. Mainly because you never know. Just like the girl in Subway. You don't know what they're trying to do. You don't know what their goals are. You don't know what their aspirations. If someone's happy with posting pictures on social media, and I have talked so much shit about these kind of people, about the guys that post every other picture. I've dogged on them. Hey, we're about so to start much. doing it. You know, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. the th- that's the reality though. To get that sort of exposure. Yeah. You gotta. It's you. It's, you got you. You gotta change with the times, and that's the bottom line. Yeah. And, and the way to get exposure now is through social media. Yeah. That's I the and quickest, I I agree. Fastest way to do it. It makes me feel hypocritical. Because I, I have, if anybody knows me, I've talked some mad shit about people who feel the need to post everything that's going on. But the platform that it's created and the audience that you can reach, I mean, CNN, Fox News, all these huge, CBS, ABC, they have nowhere near the amount of mu- views of, say, someone like PewDiePie. PewDiePie posts a video on YouTube. He's the number one subscriber on YouTube right now with like 55 million subscribers. Instantly, you know, 12 million views. CNN does a show, not even a million views during it. Concurrent views. doesn't happen. So this is one guy. eh? It's right here. Yeah, and it's just from his phone. It's just, he's doing it out of the house. He's a one-man show, you know? You got CNN a full broadcast. And it's like, you know, the platform that social media has made is incredible. And, uh. All right, so let me ask you this. Where are we going? Where are we going? Ten years. Where are we going? Well, you think it's gonna fade? Do you think it's oh, gonna continue? Uh, I think in. it's gonna continue to evolve because. And I've said the same thing about cell phones now. You're for talking the past about few social years. media and technology, yeah, right? Not yeah. us. No, not us. Not as humans per se, but let's say as um, our entertainment sources. Yeah. Um, how much more can it? Ch- it's going to change. That's the reality think, behind it. I th- how much more is it going to change? Pause. Though? Pause. All right. Let's take a little break. Pause. I'll... Hold on. Good? Yeah. I'm just going to do that. I'll just cut that out. All right. <coughs> All right. <coughs> okay. I think that... The internet is something that humankind did not 
suspect. You look at all the old videos or movies, and they, when they talk about the future, they don't really have anything that can be as good as the internet. I don't want to cut you off, but it's just something that came up that I want to get out before. Well, you cutting me. I, I am cutting you <laughs> just for a second. And any of the viewers uh, get a chance to look back on this, uh, please do. But in Back to the Future 2, uh, I watched it a few months ago, but they go to the year 2015. What the? And uh, let me tell you, it's uh, <laughs> the oven. The fucking oven. We're doing this in the living room for yeah. anybody knowing. But but so they had hoverboards and they had a few different things, but they didn't have no flat screen TVs or no internet. Uh, and I'm not saying that they were supposed to guess what was in the future perfectly. But yeah. They had flying cars and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, well, they were fucking wrong. They were wrong. <laughs> but were they? Were they? I mean, maybe they just got things out of order a little bit who's to say how far we off oh I, I think it's gonna happen everything that they did is gonna i think it's old but well to a degree i don't think human interaction is going to be the same maybe not in 10 years it'll probably still be the same but like way down the road um i think the ways of how we gather information and how we learn is going to drastically change i think the school system is outdated I think college is outdated, and uh, I think it's going to change with the internet. You can learn so much. Well, people go to school, online court. They don't ever step foot in a classroom and they get a degree. Yeah, you don't have to. People are paying thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars to get a lecture for someone for two hours when that same person could be making a lecture on YouTube and it reaches 60,000 people and gets the same amount of information out to, the, to those people. Now, obviously, when you're becoming... Any type of professional position that you get, you're going to need credibility. So I think there's still going to be tests in place. But definitely think there's going to be a drastic change in the way that we obtain information. I think so, I think what it is and I think what is uh, changed the most is the speed of time. Not the physical second itself, but what you can do with it. Um, you know the you go right on your phone. You know the fastest way to get somewhere now. Yeah. Uh, Did you turn that off, Travis? If there, Thanks. You know, I there, forgot to do that. No traffic anywhere, or whatever the case may be. So I think it's going to keep evolving in that sense. Yeah, because we're constantly looking to optimize our time. Right. So I think it's not far off. I know we're going to get a little off topic here, but I don't think it's far off before they start having. You know. That is the sound of someone pulling a burrito out of a Chipotle bag. Is there any way you could? Uh, what? Anyway, what? Um, anyway, say it. Say eat that somewhere else. Ch Ch Travis. Wait a sec. Huh? All right. Sorry about that. Had some little bit of Ch Ch chicken being baked. Chicken being baked and some chipotle to be eaten. So uh, I think uh, we were talking about technology. I mean, I barely remember what we were talking about. That's all right. They forgot to. Um, I know we were talking about technology and the future and how fast uh, things are changing. Mm -hmm. um, so to to just kind of wrap that area up, things are going to continue to grow and continue to change. To what extent? Sorry, <laughs> no one can know because ten years ago, what was it? It's two thousand seventeen, two thousand seven. Big difference, man. You. If you would have, somebody would have been like, hey, the world's going to be like this, you would have laughed. Yeah. You'd have been like, you probably would have been pretty excited. 
Um, <laughs> yeah. or, or upset. <laughs> or upset. <laughs> or upset. So, I mean, who the hell knows what's going to be going on in 2027? Mm-hmm. I mean, let alone the next five years. I mean, I think a big thing that could change... Uh, Shit. Mankind as we know it is if another big war is to happen. Uh, what do you mean, what? If like World War Three was to happen or something like that. Yeah. Um, because I think it's going to be very wide scaled uh, with the number of casualties um, mm-hmm. just because of the technology. Yeah, and then war is just fought completely different than what it was. Uh-huh. And maybe in the last 50 years it's pretty similar, but war, since the existence of man... Only has it been the way it is now for a minuscule amount of time that man had been on this planet. You know, one thing that will never change about war, though, is the infantry. You will always need somebody on the ground doing some sort of ground tactics that robots or uh, something from aerial view can't do holding that position. That's Mm -hmm. one thing that has not changed. Um you know, over the last, let's say, since World War Two, yeah, and always you know, going to be boots on the ground. There was always going to be boots on the ground, and a lot. I bet there's a lot of arguments saying there won't, but I feel at the end of the day, there's always you're going to have to kill. <laughs> it's well, just I sad just, to say, but I think so. I just hope that I'm not alive at a point where things get so bad that it wipes out a general population of uh what this world's made up of um i have a little theory about things in the past like uh the pyramids and the dinosaurs or you know i feel like there's been, always been a point in time that a, s- a society has grown to so much and got through so much technology and then uh whether it was a natural disaster or man just killing man uh, basically wiped that all out and had to start all over again. Yeah. And I think we're at a point right now in 2017 that we haven't screwed up in X amount of time and it's allowed us to achieve this. So it's like to make you think what happens if things before in yeah. the past were uh, were altered. You know, maybe in past lives or generations, whatever you want to call them, or eras – uh, nobody invented light. You know, think about what light alone has brought to yeah. this world. And so, I mean, you're saying, because I, I mean, there's been mass genocide. I guess which one was the last one? Like Stalin and Hitler, right? I mean, there's been a, to that scale where millions and millions of people are being killed. Um, I guess with weapons technology now, and the scary thing about it is that populations are consolidated in a position that's never been this big like how many people live in la that's the 100 percent. like you know that's so, in human history we've never had these like I, well, well i kind of want to know now like i wish i knew this like, can you look this up mm-hmm. like how many people lived in rome um what year what year like i don't know the follow like during whenever I mean it's supposed to be how much of my history is you know what I'm trying to say huh four million for LA and I got you for Rome yeah but like back in the day Rome yeah like gladiator Rome what year is that 
Like, we'll just do ancient Rome. Yeah, ancient Rome. <laughs> gotcha. And tell me the year too, so now I know in the future. Hmm. That's 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 interesting. How much? It was about one million in all of Rome, the largest city, with an estimate of about four hundred thousand. And in LA alone, now as of two thousand fifteen, there's just under four million people. So four hundred thousand in the largest city. Mm-hmm. And then we have four million, and that's just one city. Yeah, you got Chicago, New York City, you know Miami. Dude, India has two hundred thirty million people. <laughs> so, two hundred thirty million. That's what people. I'm saying about China. If we ever got in a war with China, there's so many people, man. That's insane. You know what's crazy? Look this up. Uh, actually, don't look this. Two hundred thirty million people. How many? For the, let's see. How many people in China? Because, yeah, China's the most popular, uh, population-dense country, right? Hmm. Or is it it's Hong Kong, right? That's yeah. crazy. What is it? So China, their active military is 2.3 million people. And where are we at? We are. We are. We are. 2.3 million active duty military. 1.4. 1.4. So almost about a million more people. Wow. That's insane. Almost twice the size if you want to be in retrospect. <laughs> yeah, dude. That is a so lot gonna, of people. We're, go, we're going into war two to one. Yeah. With China. So Look how many people are in uh, Hong Kong. Population. Because if LA has 4 million, I just want to know how much is in Hong Kong. Because they're not a big city. Um, man, 4 million people. Nef- into 400,000. That's crazy. Hong Kong population? 7.31 million. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> oh my gosh. 7.3 million? How do you even live like that? <laughs> like, what do they have? Apartment buildings? That well, are dude, six... China, China has. Yeah, what's um, Dude, you're only allowed to have one baby, one child. Capitalism at its. You know, it's illegal to have more than one kid. You know what I mean? And, you know, that's a that's thing. crazy. So there's 1.3 billion people in China. Wow. As we speak. And the number's going up. It's <laughs> not going down. Billion. Yeah, dude, you're only allowed to have one kid. And I think in China, I might be wrong. I'm just going to get, you know, controversial topic right here is on abortion. Um, people are having abortions in the, there that are gender-specific. So if a family has been wanting a boy and they find out they're having a girl, they'll have an abortion. Well, they do some shady shit. And yeah. I think India is another country that does it too, but I might be wrong. But just, you know, I know some people fear about uh, that happening yep, in America. Right okay, it says, abortion in China is legal and is a government service available on request for women except in cases of sex-selective abortion. In addition... Oh, so you're not allowed, except for cases of sex-selective abortion. Well, I mean, 
That's so kind of controversial in itself, though, because me, as the person, let's say I'm pregnant. Yeah. Well, shit. And you're my wife. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, how are you pregnant and I'm your wife? Or, excuse me, you're my husband. Yeah. And we're right. pregnant and we want to have a boy. Yeah. And we go and we find out it's a girl. So we're going to get an abortion. They, the, nobody mm-hmm. else needs to know about that. Um, yeah. I feel like, but I mean, so maybe it's more of a moral thing than it is like black and white on paper sort of thing. Because maybe people were doing that. No, I've heard that people are doing it. Yeah, I haven't done much research, but I mean, that's I would just have boys. (laughs) (laughs) See, that's the thing. But are you okay? Are you okay with that? Am I okay with them having a choice? Yeah, like I mean, just throwing away a. Well, there's 13 million abortions a year. In China, Jesus! <laughs> oh my gosh, thirteen million! Yeah. Oh my! Oh my gosh! Oh, dude, there's not even thir- how many? Look at the population of Canada, really quick. Oh, Look it up. Shit. Thirteen million abortions in China. Knock it all fucking continent. <laughs> how many? I think it's like 11. 35 million. Oh, okay. I was thinking different. 35 million. So every three years, they kill as many babies as Canada, I guess you could say. 13 million. Wow. Somewhere around there. A little bit less than three years. But I man. mean, abortion, it's a touchy subject. It is. It is it a is. touchy subject. I, I think at the end of the day, everything, I think- everything put aside, You, what I would do is I would look at my life and look how I was brought up. Uh-huh. Um, not saying that I'd want to bring my kid up the same exact way, but if I'm going to be like the lady that I just saw at Walgreens begging for money to get diapers for her child, yeah, I'm not going to have that child. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think a very important thing, um, besides whether or not you're pro-choice or pro-life, is realizing what an abortion is. I um I don't want to bring up Joe Rogan because I he's like you know my spirit animal. But he he had a a thought on abortion that I didn't really think about it because I've always so kind of uh-huh. narrow minded on just looking at either pro choice or pro life. But he's he brought up the importance of when you have an abortion, you are terminating a pregnancy. That's it. You are terminating. A pregnancy you're deciding that you are ending a life so it's not something that people should take it very lightly you know 13 million abortions in China people having abortions just because they want a boy instead of a girl doesn't seem like they're taking it very uh, you know with a heavy heart I think if the decision if you're deciding on an abortion I can't decide I mean I have my own views but you should have a heavy heart when you're making that decision whether or not you want to terminate that baby. No, I agree. You know, I, that's I, the important part. If it becomes to a point where it's like, hey, I'm having a baby. Oh, well, let's just start a coat hanger up me and, and rip it out. No, not Heart doesn't skip a beat, not a tear shed. I think when you're putting in that decision, you should, you, know, you should really be thinking about what's going on and what you're deciding on, which will also carry over to your sex life and how you think about you know, protective sex and birth control or whatever you want to do. I think it's very important to realize the consequences. Right. And I, I think, I guess this is going to kind of maybe get a little off topic, but 
I think everything happens for a reason. See, I have never been in a situation before where I've had to ask a girl to get an abortion or that even came up. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've been with girls that said if they've got pregnant that they would get an abortion. Uh-huh. Um, I think their opinion might change when there is actually a life inside of yeah, them. Yeah, because I don't think you can ever actually know what you're going to do. Right. It's just one of those situations that you really don't know until you're in. Yeah, kind of like, uh, would you give your life for me? A lot of people will say, yeah, but everybody knows not everybody's going to give their life for someone. Yeah, then all of a sudden, exactly, <laughs> you'll, 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 you'll find somebody who's true colors out then. Yeah. Um, but it, it's, I, and I feel like this is, for so many topics, everything has been created two-sided. There's a right way or there's a wrong way depending on who you're talking to. Yeah. There's no third party or fourth party. Yeah. It's which it's I, it's it's right or it's wrong. Which I you find know? not the right way because when you're dealing with a situation that is not simple and is very complex, there's very different things that are going on, rules and regulations that are going to have to be implemented. You can't expect a cookie cutter black and white answer and that goes for a lot of things like what you know it's it's choices i took a course on this in high school actually it's called choiceless choices and what it is so let's say you're a lawyer yeah and you have a jewish background okay you as a lawyer have to defend whoever you're defending yeah regardless of their crime uh and now you have to defend someone that has done uh, that's a neo-Nazi and committed all these crimes um, against Jewish people. Mm-hmm. And now you have to defend this person. Where, where, what kind of line? What what direction do you really have to take? Do you go against everything that you grew up believing, morals, ethics, or do you set it aside because professionally this is the right thing to do? Yeah, because that's your job. Right. Yeah, you're faced with. It's 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 not a simple answer. They're gonna be faced with. Um, yeah, abortion is a covered subject. I don't. We can go in on that. <laughs> we'll have to. <laughs> I just think um, I have my. I think like like always. I think it's important to be open minded. And uh, you what are you this? doing? Yeah, your charger. Yeah. 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 Just the, yeah. Okay. Yeah, keep this. Uh, this takes a lot of power. Recording. Yeah, I feel you. Yeah. My ten percent went pretty quickly. Oh. Ouch. Okay. Well, I guess we won't be able to look anything up. If you, we have to, we'll just look it up. Well, can, yeah, okay. Um, was I saying? Oh yeah. With abortions, uh, I have my personal views. I would like to say that I would never do an abortion because that's I believe it's wrong to do. But I also believe it's very important to keep an open mind on other people's decisions and what they're doing. Um, so for me. This is how I view it on a lot of things with homosexuality, with uh, other religions that I don't agree with. If I, I don't support other religions. If I'm a Christian, obviously I don't support um, Islam, right? Mm-hmm. But as a Christian, I need to love Islamic people. So I can't be um, hateful towards people that don't share the same views as me. So. When someone chooses to do an abortion, it's hard for me to, it's, this is really hard to even, like, I have to maintain an open mind and make sure that I don't um, 
I can't push my views onto someone else. It's at the end of the day, I feel like it's their decision what they want to do. But do I believe it's wrong or right? That's my own choice. And it's their own choice to believe it's wrong or right also. So right. at the end it's of the day, I'm always going to support against abortion because I don't believe it's the right thing to do. Um, obviously, there's always the argument of rape and all these kinds of things. But it's such a small percent and an outlier that you shouldn't ever be basing decisions off that. But at the end of the day, I am who I am and I know this is what I believe. And you are who you are, and that's what they have the right to believe what they want, what's right or wrong. And we that's something that they have to live with, something that I have to live with. And I view that for homosexuality, for everything, pretty much. Right. And, and I think, I'm going to use a big word here, uh, what a lot of what's going on in this country right now is, uh, it's called patillatarianism. And it's, I may have not said it that exact right <laughs> Dude, way. We're both. We're not. We're not the. Yeah, we'll, we'll work on it. We'll get better. <laughs> you got to read the dictionary but more. <laughs> I can explain what it is. Basically, what it is is the justification that whatever you're doing, no matter how good or how how bad it may perceive to somebody else, mm-hmm. that you can justify it to yourself to make it okay. Um, Hitler did it. That's okay. exactly yeah. what Hitler did. Hitler. You know, all these Nazi soldiers and stuff, you'd think they were okay, essentially, at the beginning with going in and killing all these innocent peoples and taking them and dealing with them screaming and killing kids and all this. Absolutely not. But but Hitler convinced them. He's a smart man. He convinced them that what they were doing was for the greater good of mankind, that they were helping the world out because they were killing these people and they were exterminating the Jews. And because of that, they were able to do that. He was able to fund a group of people like that. Um, Same thing with... um, So, in relation to nowadays. Right. What do you... Well, in relation to nowadays... Uh, I I feel like that's exactly what politics has turned into. It's black and white. Like I said, two sides. Mm-hmm. You're right or you're wrong. You're right if you're on the one side and you're wrong if you're on the other side. But if you're standing on the other side of the line, you're, you're right. right. And if you're standing on the other side of the wrong the line, you're wrong. And people, will, no matter what, will find justifications to say that I'm right. You can, you can, how many times have you had a conversation with somebody? And like I said, I don't do politics. You've had a conversation with somebody where you were giving them stone cold facts. Yeah. And they continue just justifying to spit out BS to just, just to guess, I guess, give themselves the self satisfaction to, to say that they're not wrong. I don't even think it's so much about being right anymore. I think it's more so about not being wrong. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, that has definitely happened. Um, I think it all comes down to really open-mindedness. I know we keep going talking about open mind, but... What is your definition of open mind of being open minded you got to have the ability to have reason if if you hold here, I I have a good thing that I've kind of put every single uh, belief that I have uh, say there's if there's a pro and a con to it 
I never throw away the, or not pro and con, but for or against. I never throw away the for it, and I never throw away the against it. Does that make sense? So, as a Christian, okay, I believe Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior. As a Christian, I, you know, I believe that God created the earth. Whether you believe in that or not, it's like, you know, I believe God created the earth. Now, as Christians, there's a debate whether or not, you know, how long, how old is the earth? You know, if you read, the text says, you know, seven days or six days, God created, the, you know, the heavens and the earth, seven days, he's rested. So now there's this debate on whether or not we have old earth or new earth because so much science proves or not, you know, it's not law technically, it's a theory, but there's so much evidence that shows that the earth is very, very, very old. So in my hands, I have old earth in my left hand. I have new earth in my right hand. Right now, based off everything I've, you know, learned and I've heard and I've researched about, my right hand, wait, I put older than my left hand. Okay, my left hand is gripped tighter than my right hand. Okay, I still, at the end, of, for an essential of faith, I believe that God was in control. Whether He used evolution and we came from monkeys and did the Big Bang to do it, or whether He did it in six days and the interpretation of the of the dream or the vision, whatever you want to call it, was six days and that's how He did it. It's loose in my right hand. I still, I'm not going to throw it away. Okay, so that's how I look at a lot of beliefs. So I, I, when someone asks me, it's like, how do you feel about homosexuality? Okay, here's homosexuality in my right hand. I'm for it. I think it's you know people might. Uh, it's a say in my right hand. I'm like, oh, it's a sin. People are they're uh, it's a curse. They're um, they're choosing to live a life in a sin. And then on my left hand, it's a. Uh, you know, they're born this way. This is how their brain functions. Okay. Now, whether or not science is growing and growing and growing. Right now, there's no proof that people are, you know, born this way. So, you know, there may come a day where that happens where it's like, oh, homosexuality is a mental disorder. There might come that day where science can prove that. And at that day, I'm going to grip that hand my harder. But right now, if I think it's a choice where people can be homosexual and it's, you know, the, the, it's a free will, you know, I'm the right now. That's where I lean. You think it's free will? I think. Yeah, I think it's a uh, uh, factors of nurture and nature. OK, from. But what I'm trying to say is like, that's how I look at a lot of things. Um, right. No. I don't agree with homosexuality. I'm not. But if someone is homosexual, I'm not going to hold it against them. It's the same thing as me as a Christian. If someone's who's LDS, if they're a Mormon, that's a different lifestyle, from what I agree. And I don't believe it's the right lifestyle, but it's what they are doing. If they're happy, that's their right to do it. Same with homosexuality. I have homosexual right. friends. Do I think it's the right thing to do? No, I don't. But that's their lifestyle. And there's so many religions. So I look at homosexuality just like if someone's Hindu, if someone's Muslim. I don't might not share their beliefs. But we can still be friends, you know. Right. You know. And well, I think that's uh, the black and white, really, of being open-minded. You know, Jacob Ham version, right there. Yeah. Um, I just I don't like throwing away both I, more, more right. evidence and, I have. And I, and I I feel like the society that we live in only has one hand. They don't have two hands. I I agree. And and that's I think that's where a big part of the problems are coming from. Uh, the moment you throw away. The possibility that that person is right it makes you ignorant. If we, if you're a man of reasoning, the opposite would be you're a man of ignorance. 
right? Right. And that to me is, you know, that's a big deal. Because now when you go into an argument with someone who's in this ignorance where they're not going to even listen to what you have to say, you might have good points. What's the point of even talking? What's the point of having discussion and and having these, you know, talks where we're learning and growing as human beings? The moment you shut out the idea that you're wrong, you lost. You already lost, you know? And that goes back to where you were saying, like, we have conversations with people who you could throw them straight facts and they'll still like, no, I'm right. I'm right. Even though you've proved to me that I'm wrong, I'm still going to say I'm right because well, you're dumb. You that, know? That's, just, that's just like, and I, I hate to use this as an example, but I'm going to have to. With all this stuff that started happening with cops um, and people recording and stuff. Uh, I, I didn't buy into that whole thing, but what I will say is there was plenty of occasions that, and I'm going to justify this because I was in the military, and not everybody knows what the fuck they're doing in the military. True. That <laughs> when these cops get pulled or pull somebody over and the person uh, sits there and justifies their rights, you know, yeah. uh, over and over again. Justifies like, their rights or their actions? Their actions. Okay. or the, And their rights. Their actions and their rights. Uh and the cops are like, no, you have to do this. You have to do this. You have to, because they don't know any better. They have a sense of uh, empowerment. Now, I'm not saying that if you're obviously it's not all a, cops. Yeah. If, if you're not, if you're, I'm not saying if you're dealing with a cop, you should be an asshole and go to the book and be like, oh, I don't have to give you my ID because of this or that. What I'm trying to say is that if you don't take what you know and use it for the better good and be humble about what you don't know yeah then you can never build a relationship with anybody besides if they have the same exact beliefs as you yeah yeah and it makes it i yeah yeah <laughs> pretty much it's like, i think it's, so it's very important to know what you know and what you don't know and i think it's the more you do know the more you realize you don't know. Right. Um, I heard a great quote. You might have heard it too if you listen to the same podcast as me. That the greater the lake of knowledge is, the wider the beaches of ignorance becomes. And that hit me because even just, I've been trying to learn more about nutrition and personal training. The more I've learned and read about it, I'm like, holy shit, I don't know jack about my own body. And I thought I did. We want to think we know. Yeah, you want to think you, you know. You want to think you know, um, especially if like your physical appearance, like shows that way. But and it, it ultimately, I mean, I I've been going to the gym now. Let's say every day for, I mean, well, consistently for like four or five years now. Mm-hmm. I don't want somebody to come up to me and say you don't know what the fuck you're doing. Like something I've invested time in and time in and time in. Yeah. But there's people, and this is me being humble, there's people that could be like, not so much that I'm doing it wrong, but I could be doing it better, yeah. per se. Um, and, and I think... And you want to you stay ignorant you wanna, on it. You want to st- exactly be like, uh, pff, you know, fuck no. that guy. But then after he turns away, and you have some time to yourself, and you're thinking... You're like, oh man. That's actually maybe this guy's onto something. Maybe he's onto something. And then boom, you learn. You learn something. You learn something. You got 
listen, it's a motherfucker to be humble. Yeah, it, it, it's it, the same. It, it's it not is, easy being it open minded. It is not. It is not. Saying somebody that you're you, wrong is or hard. Somebody, or somebody you ask you a question to an answer, not a question that you feel like you sh- you, you you have no idea about, but a question that maybe that pertains to your job or something that you feel that you should know the answer to. It's hard to be like, honestly. I'm not sure, you know. Yeah. I mean, people respect that. I think more of an elderly yeah, crowd respects yeah. that. Um, but I, I, yeah, I try. Because where's the conversation yeah. going? Where's the conversation going if you're asking me about something I don't really know shit about, but I'm going to talk about it. Yeah. And then you don't know shit about it, and you're going to try and talk about it, and then we just have yeah. a pile full the of shit. The older I get, the more I realize that it's very important to do that. Um, I try really hard that if I don't know shit about the subject, I say I don't know anything. Like I, I'm upfront. Like I don't know what this is, because the sooner I do that, the sooner I can learn from it. Because if you leave yourself in the blind, you're gonna remain blind. You didn't. You're not gonna gain anything from that. And I've learned that when I'm dealing with people that know a shit ton more than me, and if I just act like I know, they're everything they're saying is going right over my head. Mm-hmm. But if I can be like, okay, you need to slow down because I don't know what the hell you're talking about. That's where I'm learning. Well, that's what I'm saying. I've had some conversations with people where, one, I wouldn't want to talk to for another minute and waste another minute. And then there's people that I've talked to that maybe 50, 60 years old that have been around the block for a while that start talking about something and it's like, whoa, I never thought about it like that. Mm-hmm. And it's not saying that you have worse ideas than that person you know yeah. somebody somebody told me uh one of them from my last job that because uh, he had done sales for 20 something years he says he says i'm not better than you i've just been around longer than you i've been you know i got told some my boss told me that you know yeah and 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 that's the truth if you really get down to the, the nitty-gritty uh it's it's like rolling a snowball you know mm-hmm. You roll that little one with your hands, it's only to get so big. But over time, you, you keep pushing it through the snow, it's going to continue to get bigger. Yeah. There's no way for it to get bigger without that time of, of growing and growth. Yeah, um, and being really true to yourself. you got to stay true to yourself and know what you need to improve on. Know what you don't know. Know what you don't know. You know what I mean. Um, but it's definitely, it's, it's hard. It's hard staying open-minded. And I kind of want to bring up something that we talked about last week, you know, in a sense of open-mindedness is that realizing your reactions to things when something happens or someone's going through things, um, maintaining that open-mindedness is hard and sometimes almost impossible like when i brought up the addiction i agree um we and pat had a conversation last week about addiction where um i was faced with someone in my life that they brought up an addiction and the first time i heard about it i was upset i was like they're just undisciplined. They don't have the drive to control themselves. There's something wrong with them. Why can't they just be better? I don't understand why they're so weak. Mm-hmm. This went through my head. Same with, I've had, you know, that's how I used to view suicide. I Before I've had anybody that actually wanted to commit suicide, you know, especially within the Marine Corps, a lot of people wanted to kill themselves. Yeah. And I was like, these people are just weak. Why can't they just grow a pair, man the hell up, and be like, yo, I need to make a difference in my life. Oh, 
<laughs> Sorry for the, your guys' ears right there. But um, that's how I used to view suicide until I grew up and I did a little bit of research on it. Same with addiction. That um, Now, if someone says they have an addiction or suicide, it affects me completely different because what I've learned about it, that it's not just about being weak or undisciplined, that there's impulses and there's compulsions and there's habits that become mentally input into the brain that doesn't have anything to do with your choices and can seriously mess with you there's all these hormones and chemicals in your bodies that are affected by everything that you put into your body and every decision you make stress induced that affects your decisions and uh-huh. it's not just a simple you're not disciplined yeah. enough to stop yourself from doing things no it's, and it's it's not it's yeah. not whatsoever i'm not trying to cut you off but a big thing that ad- addicts go through People that are addicted to things. It's called euphoric recall. Yeah. And what it is is that you don't remember, let's say, for a heroin addict. You you haven't done it for a while. Mm -hmm. And you start thinking about it. You just start thinking about the good. That's all you're thinking about is the good. That good feeling that it's given you and, and this and whatnot. But not once. That may go on for weeks before you either A... Don't do it. You snap at it. You get help. You go to a 12-step meeting, whatever the problem. Yeah. Or you give into it, and then all of a sudden you're sitting there lonely, depressed, throwing up on yourself. You don't think about that. You, you just think about that the escape, the high. Exactly. Yeah. Um, everything else, it doesn't really matter. And it almost – it's not even like – I, I obviously I have an experience, but just based off what I've read, it's not choice. It's these thoughts will come in, and mm-hmm. you have no control over it. It's a very long process to come out, and once you get those kind of thoughts, you're living with those things for the rest of your life. Right. And um. And if you don't, if you don't, either you have two options. The way I see it, it's either you, you, you tame the thoughts or you feed the thoughts. Yeah. I read um the power of habit, and it was talking about. Um, triggers of habitual actions and then uh, so pretty much for every habit that you have there's a trigger there's the routine and then there's a reward and I think it's important for when addictions um, that you recognize whatever the triggers are Uh, uh, so you can fix the routine that follows after right and and I think um, you know somebody that's suffered through addiction before I think the biggest Thing that uh, I guess can over help you overcome it on a personal level because there's group levels and this and that, but on a personal level is like he kind of ties into what you just said is self awareness. Yeah, is being aware of your emotions of what is happening to you instead of uh, getting that itch and then reacting. You're getting that itch and then be like, well, why am I feeling like this right now? Yeah. What What is making me feel like this? Uh-huh. And what can I do in a positive manner to overcome uh, to overcome it without feeding into yeah. it? I think it's very important for everybody, which is... And I say this easily, but I know it's very difficult <laughs> to do proper self-evaluations and like be aware of what your own thoughts well, are. Well, the, tr- the, 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 um, the trigger or the chase... It's a high in itself. Yeah. You know? Um, going out and getting it, the whole process, or whatever mm-hmm. the case may be, whatever you're doing, 
um, up until the point that you actually do it is feeding the addiction yeah. all the way through. And this this goes back to the ignorance and the ability to reason. When you're put in a position where you have to evaluate your own self, you're being your own critic, and you it's have to tell easy. yourself that you're wrong and that things you're doing are not right, it's the same thing that you you want to constantly justify your actions. Especially you don't want if to it be feel, Especially if it feels good. If it feels good, yeah. The last thing you want to say is you can't. Mm-hmm. That's the last thing that you want to say is that you can't do this or you can't have that, because in that state of mind, there could be one reason in your mind to do it. Well, it's wrong because I'm addicted to it. But you can make a thousand other reasons up why you should do it. Yeah. You know, it's it, it's baffling. And that's not even just addiction. That's just bad habits in general. Uh-huh. I find myself doing it all the time with snooze. Right. Snoozing in the morning. I'll tell myself why I need to get up in the morning right before I go to bed. And then right when that alarm goes off, excuse, 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 pouring into my head. Oh, you didn't get enough sleep last night. Oh, it's okay because if you do this, you can get away from that. Oh, you, you'll just you'll start compensating here, pulling strings there to justify your actions of, oh, I'm going to hit my snooze. Again, and I'm and, then, and, and then, I'm fighting snooze addiction, dude. And then how many times after you get up, you're I have like, a regret. You're, you're like, that was so fucking stupid. Every fight, every I wish, it, I wish I would have just woke up 15 minutes earlier and how much easier it would have made your day. But then it happens every single yeah. day. You justify it every single day because I think what it is is you get comfortable. You know your limit. You're like, I can push it up all the way to this point and mm-hmm. still be okay. Yeah, but eventually that point gets pushed. Uh-huh. And push and push. Well, and eventually there's a breaking point. Time, right? time, an addiction for drugs. That breaking point, you push, 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 and then you fucking die. T- time can be an addiction in itself. If you have to be somewhere, and I used to do this, if you have to be somewhere at 9 a.m. and it takes you a half hour to get there, realistically you should leave around let's say 8:20 to give yourself an extra 10 minutes just in case something happens. Yeah. 8:30 at the latest because it's going to take you 30 minutes to get there. But then all of a sudden you're playing with that fire. Well. If I leave 25 minutes beforehand and I speed, yeah. then I might be able yeah. to get there on time. You start compensating. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you, you don't really. Then all of a sudden you get pulled over and you have a speeding ticket. Now you're paying, let's say, 110 bucks to get a, you know, to pay for your speeding ticket. You're like, well, that was dumb. Mm-hmm. So maybe that first thing will be like maybe be enough for you to be like to fix it. To fix it, or it may just turn into. As screw it. Like I had jobs before in the past where I never got corrected for being late. And I said, I'm gonna continue to be late. I told my coworkers, I'm gonna continue to be late until the person that's in charge of me tells you not to tells me not to be late and then I won't be late. Because technically, I mean morally I, I or independently I know I'm wrong. But if I'm not getting in trouble for it and I can buy myself the extra You push time, the boundaries. Then why not? Yeah. Why not? So I know that we just went on a whole different tangent because we were talking about open-mindedness and reacting to people. This still ties all the way back to the subway girl. Uh-huh. But uh, no, I, I the thought process of people is, at the end of the day, from what this conversation is telling me, is that life is hard. <laughs> no, life's not easy. Yeah. Life's not easy. And another thing that's not but easy. But it doesn't have to be as hard as people make it. No, no. That's the uh, thing. Li- life... And this is a big thing that I'm starting to learn about myself. I've always thought I've had a pretty good 
grasp on my, my emotions to a certain extent. Yeah. But I don't control my emotions. And what I mean by that is I'm sitting here and I'm like, okay, feel happy. Like, I can't just snap my fingers and just start smiling. Like, there has to be some sort of yeah. push to it. Um, same thing with feeling sad. How many times have you been hungry and you've been cranky? And you're like, I hate the world. Fuck this shit. And then all of a sudden you eat. And it's like you're a different person. Yeah, I get hangry real bad. It, dude. It, that <laughs> is the most basic way of showing that you don't have control. You have no control over your emotions. Yeah. So like, and and you, and you get upset about something when you're hungry and you eat and you look back on it like let's say a stupid fight with your girlfriend or whatever the uh-huh. case may be, and you're like, holy shit, wow, I'm a fucking dick. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So what's the solution, right? And I think we've covered this is that you have to be self-aware of what you're feeling. And being able to cope with it and realizing or recognizing these emotions. And not get sucked in because... Yeah, because it's hard. I, I think there becomes a certain point where you're so set on being right that yeah. when somebody tells you that you're wrong, that it ties in what you said. You close them out. Yeah. And you're not getting better at that point. You're just getting... You're swimming closer to the beaches of ignorance, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, the food is a good example, you know? Because I've, I've known I've caught myself... They caught myself because I've tried, I, I strive to be aware of my own emotions. And uh, I'll get mad at like Travis and I'll be like, wait a second, I'm just hangry. I haven't ate yet. That's probably what it is. I'm just being mad. Right. And then after yeah. the fact, and I mean, I'm pretty good about like, if I snap on somebody after the fact, being like, yeah. I, you know, I my shouldn't bad. have that. Yeah, my bad. Uh, and I think that's important. I think that shows a lot of, ca- that, that shows more character fucking up. And then going and, back and after the up. fact and then admitting to whoever, not just yourself, but to another person. Mm-hmm. Um, because now, if that person that you snapped at was in a good mood or whatever the case may be, you're like, now you just kind of, at least if it's somebody that's important to me, I don't like knowing, it's uneasy for me knowing that somebody's upset with me that means somebody, or means something to me. Yeah. Hmm. Um, so. So, life's hard. This is life as we know. <laughs> this is life as we know, which 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 we're still trying to figure out. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, yeah. Wow. I think uh, we wrap it up here. We should We've wrap been it about up an here. hour. And I think I think uh, that was good. You know, I think we have uh, some potential here. I uh, early stages, but I'm looking forward to what the future's got to bring to us. Yeah. Thanks for thanks for doing this with me. <laughs> Uh, no problem. We have no real advertisements yet, but with time we will. <laughs> or we won't, you know. I don't know. Whatever. But yeah. at the end of the day, we got it. So this is going to be on SoundCloud. This is going to be on YouTube. Whichever way you want to do it, this is Life Is We Know It podcast. Uh, if you like it, subscribe. If you don't, whatever. Or yeah. give us some criticism. I don't, that would yeah, help. Yeah, listen, honestly, <laughs> like we just talked about being humble. You didn't like something we talked about. You didn't like something we said or you did. Please criticize. We're open to it. Yep. For sure. And I'd love to have the conversation for it. Me too. Unless you're going to just sit there and be one of those people that think you're right about everything, then don't call. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, with that, that's the life as we know it.